Hey, welcome to the Healthy Style Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela, and I'm a health coach and a podcaster, and I'm here to share everything I possibly can to help you transform your life. And I'm here to talk all things health and wellness, beauty, skincare, daily routines, and transformation that will empower you to own your life and become the best version of yourself. So grab a cup of coffee, tea, or green juice and sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Today's episode, we have Nadia Atkinson Maldonado, aka Queen Goddess Hope. She is a very good friend of mine from high school, so over 20 years ago. My goodness, time flies. And we kind of get to catch up here. She's also on a health and wellness journey and also in a coaching world. And we really dive deep into self-care and different ways that it looks like um, for, for each and you know each and every one of us. And she really engages and encourages people to be unique. And her brand is called BU Times Two, and it's geared towards helping people awaken spiritually by healing their childhood trauma, dating themselves, and placing boundaries on people, places, and things. She is a self-published author, public speaker, and a founder of Free as Fuck University, a place that teaches you how to become free as fuck. You can connect with Nadia on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. You can search uh, her at Queen Goddess Hope or visiting her website, butimes2.com. So I know you're going to love this episode. There's a lot of amazing, amazing conversations that need to be talked about. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. Hi, Nadia. How are you? Hi, what is up with you? <laughs> so good to have you on here. And it's so funny. I got to say this. Um, so you, we have been friends, you know, long, long time ago, like I mentioned in the bio, but you are and a few other friends are the only ones that call me Michelle. So you just said that. I'm like, let me just clarify uh, because, um, you know, the, my last two years of high school, I sort of changed my name to Michaela because I just thought it was cooler and I stuck I with it. That all the time. Oh my gosh. And my daughter the other day goes, because we went to my friend's house from, you know, that era. And they all call me Michelle. And she, she's in the car, like thinking, she's like, mommy, why did they call you Michelle? And so I had to like, tell her this whole story of like how I changed my name, but it's so funny. I can't, we used to all have like these fun nicknames for each other. And we, I used to call you Michaela. <laughs> That's so funny. Me and Cindy. It came so out. Yes. Yes. So, oh my gosh, it's so nice to like have you here. I mean, it's been like over two decades to like really connect with you, but I've been following your journey. I know you've probably been following mine and it's just so amazing to see when individuals grow, you know, and become a finer tuner, like fine tune version of themselves. Um, you know, as they get older. So like, just tell us a little bit what you've been up to, what you have going on. Just say hello. Hello everyone. Again, thank you so much for having me on your platform. It's truly a pleasure to connect with you after all this time. Um, I am Nadia. I go by Queen Goddess Hope to some of my audience. Uh, I have an online e-commerce store called BU Times Two. And basically what it is, is just a brand that's really encouraging just that to be yourself multiplied by two. So a lot of people are kind of going through the motions. They are getting kind of down, especially now during the times that we're currently living in with the pandemic. So it's really difficult to really try to tap into your inner self, your higher self. You've taken yourself out of your comfort zone, whether that had been going to your office every single day or just being out of the house full time, not having your kids in your home full time, or just being alone in your home full time when you can be extroverted. So it really takes some keen initiative to really find out who you are and 
to be yourself, to be comfortable in your skin. So that's really what the brand is all about. Um, I recently launched an online school called Free as Fuck University, which encourages people again to be free to be yourself, but it actually teaches you how to heal your childhood trauma, how to really learn yourself, what you can do to get through those steps. And it's my personal blueprint and exactly what I did to be this wonderful. So now I'm helping mm. other people do it. <laughs> That's incredible. And I think it's so needed. Uh, and uh, can you talk a little bit more about like the whole healing process, healing childhood trauma? Do you think everybody needs to heal childhood trauma? I do. I really do. Because I didn't realize that, um, as we were talking about briefly before the show, that I had some gaps in my childhood and I really needed to understand why I had those gaps. And the only way that I realized that I had those gaps was because of childhood trauma. You know, I decided to disguise the positive memories because of the negative ones that deeply impacted my life at such a young age, as early as five. So because something happened traumatic to me at five years old, and then again at 14, I literally had two spaces of a series about three to four years where I couldn't remember anything. And so I discovered that was a form of PTSD when I started to go into therapy two years ago. And I was like, I didn't even realize that I had been masking all of these hurts and all of these transitions that impacted me negatively into adulthood so none of my relationships could be fruitful and I had no idea why whether if it had been friendships romantic relationships co-worker colleague you know it didn't matter it just was affecting every area of my life so healing the childhood trauma really allowed me to see where these things stemmed from and how I can directly combat them because I'm the type of person that likes to handle things head on and face first. Like if I was addicted to nicotine, for instance, and if I decided I wanted to stop smoking this year, I'm going to do everything that I can do the very next day and I won't go back to it. You know, that's just my type mm -hmm. of personality. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do the same exact thing when it came to healing my childhood trauma. So what happened prior to you finding that information or figuring out, oh, wow, this is like you said, you, you did therapy, right? Yeah. So how did that go? And what was the steps, uh, you know, for anybody listening and, uh, you know, that somebody wants to do something like that? What were some of the steps that you've taken? So initially I had spiraled into a dark slum <laughs> because of the simple fact that I was eager to finish my degree and I had to already wait about eight years to attend college because my parents really couldn't afford to send me to college out of pocket and growing up in an African-American household, it's not really like encouraged 100% because they know that it's expensive. You know what I mean? So it's like the only way you're going to go to college is if you figure out how to do it on your own or if we've been saving our entire lives. And my parents were both child, um, teenage parents, excuse me, 16 and 17. And then here I come, you know, and a lot of things were already forfeited with that. So fast forward to my experience where I was finally in college. I had graduated from Brookdale Community College with two associate's degrees. And then I wanted to go and pursue a social work degree, but I had reached my aggregate loan limits because I changed my degree so many times. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went to a private college that cost 32 grand for one year. So that absorbed all of my aggregate loan limits. And I didn't know or understand what that all really meant. So when it came time to do something that I really actively wanted to do, which was social work, I couldn't afford it. And my records tuition for one semester was 8K. And I was like, this is like the top three school in the country that I just got into and I can't even go, you know? So that really mm. hurt me a lot because for three years I had been creating vision boards and at the center of this vision board was this education you know, was like a big R for the Rutgers symbol, you know, like I wanted to get that magnet that said, hey, you're accepted, you know, I really wanted to pursue this dream that I had. And once your main thing is taken away from you, and if that's like the focal point of your life, which in my case was education for like eight years, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to act, why, where do you start? What do you do next? Because this has been the focus of my life for so long. And growing up here in America where education is immediate, you know, like you're mm -hmm. 
in school from as soon as you can remember. So it's a major part of your life. So once that was taken from me, I felt like I was going through an identity crisis. I really felt completely lost. And I said, well, I don't even know what I like to do outside of writing and going to school. How can I help myself to become a free self, to become a new me? You know, how do I be you times two? You know, like, how do I grow? How do I expand? And how old were you? I was 32. So this was not that very long ago, four years ago, 2017, you know, and I had really tried to figure out how to start that entire process. So once I started, the first thing that I decided to do was meditate. Never meditated before, never had any ideas. I had downloaded the app Headspace and I really, really, really sat down and learned how to meditate because I'm like, I can't, my brain is all over the place right now. I have nothing And why not go within? So I learned how to meditate. I started with 15 minutes and I gradually grew up to 20 minutes. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for a month straight until I can do it on my own. So that's exactly what I started doing. And then I started getting into physical fitness again. So I started doing insanity and I was blending it with yoga because there's like a cool down time. And you're technically doing yoga moves in insanity when you're cooling Mm -hmm. down. So I was like, okay, we're going to do that. So that's what I started doing. And then gradually I started to create a new vision board that wasn't surrounded by education. It was surrounded by the things that I really wanted to do with my life going forward. So that included eating healthy, physical fitness, brunch with my friends. You know, I put two women on my vision board at that time who I felt like could really have like a great bond with, you know, they were younger than me. I felt like a mentor mentee type of relationship with them. So I put them on my board and I just put a lot of bucket list items that I wanted to complete. Also on my vision board, I wanted to become a realtor. I did all of these things that I wanted to do. And gradually, as time progressed, I checked those things off, you know. So, and another thing that helped me a lot, just to mention, um, you mentioned, like, what did I do to kind of transition into this thing? So number one, two, I changed my eating habits. I had already been pescatarian for about five years prior to that. So I kind of stepped on that, but I wanted to gradually take out, you know, all meat. And that included fish, dairy, you know, so on and so forth. So I did that. I started journaling at a max. Like I had already had always journaled my entire life, but to the max, like whenever I felt like it, I wanted to get that vision, thought, idea down. And um, what else did I do? I started taking walks around my neighborhood too. So those were like four main things that I started my journey with. So when you started that journey about four years ago, uh, you mentioned prior to this conversation here that you did some healing work about like with past life. Can you get into that? And and what did you find out and how did that affect you now? And what do you do with that information? Because I'm sure it's one of those things that, you know, it's embedded in our subconscious mind. And now it's like in the forefront of our mind, we're aware, but what do you do with that information? Yeah, <laughs> so this is going to be interesting. So I have a, um, a book called, an ebook called Freedom Versus Fear, because I had grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. And as a Jehovah's Witness, there was like a lot of things that were technically taboo. And one of those things was being a fortune teller you know, or an oracle or a high priestess or someone who dabbles into oracle cards and tarot. So I was like, okay, well, this is on the list. So I'm going to do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I combated again, all of my fears with the complete exact opposite. So I bought my own set of oracle cards and I started learning how to do my own readings for myself. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna bite the bullet and I'm going to actually do one, you know, with someone. So I had been studying and following someone on Instagram and YouTube for some time. And I was like, I'm gonna do this with her because now all of a sudden she offered a past life reading. I have no idea what a past life reading is. I never even heard of this my entire life. What past life are you talking about? Are you talking about the one from when I was five? Or are you talking about a completely different lifetime? You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. So that was one of the readings that I did. And the first reading I did, and she mentioned that I had six different lifetimes and every lifetime I could have been a different gender. And a lot of cases I was, I was sometimes male, sometimes female. And on the journey, there were different lessons in life. One had been love, one had been family, one had been this or that, 
can't remember all of them, but I knew that at the time when I was getting the reading, I did it for my birthday in 2017. So the incident with school happened August 2017 and October 2017 was when I did the reading, the past life reading. And during that, she said, this may be your last life, but that's going to be up to you because you're going to actually learn the lesson. And all of these lessons that you're, you know, you've been through thus far, how do you feel about them right now? I said, well, this is where I'm at in my current life. I feel all of these emotions. I'm going through all of these previous lessons in this lifetime. So she's like, that's beautiful because now you know how to handle them. And then you're going to actually decide if you want to come back once more because you've achieved your greatest achievement. And now here I am, you know, in this lifetime, still learning lessons, you know, you obviously uncover those things. But the one thing that she said to me before we got off the phone was, how is your relationship with your mom? And my mom and I had always like dibbled and dabbled. We were all, I was always combative, you know, learning about astrology and numerology. Now I understand like, you know, our vibes blend, but not all the time. And that's normal, you know, energy is energy. And I had gave my mom a hard time and she gave me a hard time, <laughs> you know, sometimes. Yeah. But ultimately, she was like, you have to heal that relationship with your mom. Otherwise, you're going to keep repeating these same lessons. And you and her have been mother, daughter, sister's mother, you know, vice versa. The roles mm. have changed throughout these lifetimes. And I'm like, I actually believe that because people were always approaching us like, who's the mother? Who's the daughter here? You know, type of thing. And I'm like, I'm the daughter. But yeah, your mom has like a young <laughs> spirit. Yes. 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 And I'm very serious. (laughs) You're so one thing I was going to mention about like past lives and, and all of that, like I've always been called like, um, a wise soul or, or an old soul. And probably that's one of those things like where we've had many lifetimes before and, and, and speaking about this and thinking about our relationship, which was a really long time. I think that's one of the main reasons why I connected so deeply with you, because not only were we able to talk about boys and fashion and ourselves, but there was something deeper than others that we've had, I believe. Absolutely. Hands down. And I remember we were writing like notebooks and always getting our feelings out, right? Like, we were passing around long notes. That was like back then when there was no phones, there was no texting. And you like take these pieces of paper and you fold them in these like origami sort of style and pass them along. And yes, business out there. (laughs) So true. And it's so fruitful. That's what I'm saying. I've always journaled and I've always been a major advocate for expressing yourself. And you're absolutely right. I've heard that tons and tons of time, like you're an old soul. And I was just saying this to someone yesterday that I was speaking with, you know, like I've always gravitated toward people who are older than me. I've never really like meshed well with younger crowds, unless if you too were an old soul. You know what I mean? Like how many lifetimes have you lived? What can I say about you? And I never really meshed well with those who are young souls. You know, I'm like, I don't get caught up in this earthly stuff. <laughs> like I want to go out and drink that same here. Like, yes, I got like 10 more years to do that. And that's when I choose a while out. That's why I drink champagne every Sunday. But you know, it's like, what do you want to do? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so did you just have that session once and then you sort of ended up doing the work? Absolutely. So I'm not a person who feels like you should get readings all the time. So I do readings, you know, for others, but that was like my first reading. The second reading I had was probably like the year later with her again, just trying to clarify more stuff. I wanted to find out like who my spirit guides were. I wanted to understand like who was guiding me. I had some ancestors transition, you know, several years prior to, and I just really wanted to know if they were guiding me. Um, They weren't, it was other people. And that really spiraled me into really dissecting who I was, who my family lineage is, where did we come from? And the deeper that I got into that transition, the more I felt like I tapped into my supernatural abilities. Mm -hmm. Did you have like a support system for this? Because I could imagine like going through something like this and, you know, 
having somebody talked to talk to about this versus not it's it, it would be a different situation absolutely not so thank you <laughs> from a family who some people are intuitive and this is like their type of time so i'm able to you know have conversations with them but it's very small and few because you know everyone isn't going to be outspoken with this type of stuff because it is so taboo you know what I mean? People still feel like there is a taboo or some type of mystic around this type of occult lifestyle, if you will, or just even reading the cards. Like it's a full moon. I'm about to have a whole party on a rooftop tonight. Like y'all have no idea. You know what I yes. mean? So, <laughs> so yes. Yes. Like That's all me. I mean, I remember when yes. I first got into this health space, you know, here people are thinking I'm going to just give them all the health information. And I'm like full moon party and full moon intentions and, uh, you know, like new moon this. And they're probably just like, who is this chick? You know, but like, I believe it's, it's, you know, it, it's such a gift to be able to experience all of these different things. And I get it. It's not for everybody. I'm a creative, I have a creative mind. I could visualize things. I can feel things. I, I like to like travel in my mind. You know, if I'm not able to travel like to another part of the world, like I want to be able to do that within my mind. And these are the practices that allow me to do that and, and, and think a little bit differently. And of course, and I think there's this balance where we do have to land on earth because if we don't, if we're <laughs> constantly here, yes, we are weird. <laughs> so I like in the last few years, I'm like, I had to learn how to kind of like be on earth, but then just like, you know, be able to be elevated at times. Uh, so that's, that's a dance, you know, to me, that is exactly where <laughs> I am right now. I'm like, do I have to come back here guys? Like, <laughs> said, this is exactly why my logo is a Martian. My little Martian with a yeah. play button, it has a play button in his mask, like press play when I'm ready. Okay. I have to tune back into the matrix now. Cool. I'll take off the mask. Like, you know, like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's a lot. And a lot of people, like you said, just don't get it. And I feel like the more people that awaken to this lifestyle, because it is a lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. the more you're in tune with nature, the more that you tap into your soul the more you realize you. Yes. So, I mean, if you've landed on this podcast, whoever you are, you beautiful soul, <laughs> you know, you are here for a reason. If your tribe does not talk like this, it's totally fine. You know, my tribe does not talk like this. I had to find my people. And a lot of times it's through journaling because you are your own best friend. You know, you you know, you come to this earth by yourself, you know, by, by yourself and you're going to leave, you know, like, it's just, you always have yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, exploring these things, like I just, you know, I always encourage people to, you know, educate themselves and to find out more information than what we are being told in schools, through our parents, through our, you know, leaders or guides or whatever, if there's like this yearning of something more like dig and dig and dig into that, talk about it, you know, um, meditate on it, just find somebody you can sort of uh, go through this with, you yeah. know, and I do this through my coaching, not with all clients, but like those that really are, are ready, you know, but it's, it's such a beautiful experience because you then become your own, you know, leader in your life. Like, yes, there's information out there, but ultimately I want you to make your own decisions yeah. and try things on just like, you know, I, I rebranded this podcast to be healthy style. Like I want you to find your healthy style and all different areas like and try things on just like you would try clothes if it fits keep it if it doesn't toss it like you don't have to keep anything you know any tools that don't really serve you it's so true because back in 2017 i was journaling religiously here in 2021 it's usually for moons you know and phases mm -hmm. and if i feel like i really have no place to go to that's where i dump my mm -hmm. camera but I have a great hold on my emotions nowadays. You know what I mean? There's really nothing that ruffles my feathers. And if it does, I'm pretty sure I'm still going to curse you out. 
but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it in a way different way. I might not even verbally curse you out, but something's going to be done. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I and you're going to move on and you'll be good. Yes. I probably won't even have to do it. My ancestors got my back. You know what I mean? I don't have to do anything. And that's really why it's important for you to find your tribe because you're absolutely right. Um, I say that all the time to my community on Instagram. Um, And you can follow me at Queen Goddess Hope. It's exactly how it is. But I say this to my community all the time. It's really important for you to find your soul family because if you don't have maybe one or two people that really align with you, mind, body, and soul, you're going to not survive this Mm -hmm. shit show. Um, I just told somebody that earth had like one star, you know? So it's like, it's really difficult to manage, especially now, like last March, just thinking about when we were transitioning into the pandemic, a lot of people, like the suicides rates increased, domestic violence, yes. increased. you know, you have all of these anxiety, things. depression, like all of the dark forces sort of just came out and you need to, you need to do the work. That's it. And it, it can start anywhere. It can start with eating healthy. It can start with meditating. It can start with moving your body, like just pick one thing. If you're not doing any of that, Pick one thing that you can be consistent with for the next month and then layer on the next thing and the next thing, you know, come back to podcasts like this, get inspired. You will find your tribe. You will find your path. You are on the right path. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I couldn't disagree anywhere with that because I had to start somewhere and I started with journaling because I knew that was always my baby. You know, I've been writing since I was six years old and I'm like, the least I could do is open this journal and start writing, you know, Mm -hmm. and I still have those journals. I go back and read them and I think about the recurring themes that are there and it's like, dang girl, you was shot out, you know, (laughs) like you you had no direction. And I think about that even now, like just thinking, I saw a picture of me a year ago and I'm like, wow, you've blossomed into like a beautiful goddess, you know, even just in a year's time, you know, went from all of these loose clothes to now I'm like embracing my figure, you know, and it's just like, I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I go back to my old journals well, not really physically in my mind, because I remember like going through them um, in the past and like, yeah, you just see this pattern that you're going through. And there was a, a long time of my life that I struggled with uh, disordered eating and, and just like food addictions and all of that. And that's all I can talk about. Tomorrow, it's going to be better. Today, I'm going to do this. Like I, I, you know, I was telling myself all of these things and it just I could not get out of that loop. And it wasn't until I really committed to myself through meditation through, and I know I sound like a broken record and, and all of that. And, and, and thank God there's like evidence to support all of this now, because it's so out there, uh, you know, to tell you meditation is amazing. Like you can just look anywhere, any magazine and it's out there. Thank God, you know, but reading about it and putting it to practice is two different things. Two different things. Not until I did that, I felt so much lighter. Like, just wow. It's you so, know, that's when everything changed. It's so true, um, especially because I just recently transitioned into a new city, and the past two months have been chaotic. It's I moved from one complete state to another state you know, and I had two suitcases and I just filled up my car. Very minimalist lifestyle. I didn't have any furniture. I had sold everything two years prior. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to pick up and land somewhere and pray that I can be there for a few years. So I landed in Norfolk. So I'm like, okay, this place is cool. I lived in Virginia before, but with that transition, it got me all out of my routine. You know, like my yoga system wasn't on every single day. My meditation system wasn't on every single day. I wasn't eating or drinking all of the things that I was doing for the past two years. You know, like everything was literally a mess. And all I wanted to do was sleep because for an entire two years, I was running around. (laughs) I had flights and hotels and trips and going from this family's house to another family's house. I guess you can say I was intentionally homeless. 
because mm -hmm. it was intentional. I was finding myself. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't know who I wanted to be surrounded by. Did I want to be around family? Did I not want to be around family? You know, all of this thing was intentional. And then I ended up getting a career here in Norfolk in shipping and logistics, which is my background. And now it's like, I don't even want to do that. I really want to get back to the healthy stuff. I really want to keep pushing yeah. my website because I know I felt the best. I didn't have to rush getting up in the morning if I didn't feel like it. If I needed that extra 25 minutes to sleep, I could sleep. I didn't have to clock in somewhere. You know what I mean? And it's like, we take those things for granted, you know, and it's really, really important. And that's why I'm like, yes, just start somewhere because you don't even realize how much of an asset it is to have a clear mind. Because now that I'm working back in corporate after two years of not working in corporate, I'm like, what the heck am I thinking? You have two days off, that's it? Two days. So what are your goals? What's, what's on your vision board now? What do you wanna do? <laughs> I can't see it, but it's right back there. So my vision board has no employer on it. It literally has the in the center of my vision board, it is all surrounded by how I feel internally. And that's how I usually do my vision board. You know, the middle is I want to focus on health and gratitude because I really want to feel a thankfulness walking around the earth knowing that my ancestors came before me and they did the damn thing. You know, and I really want to give that to them. And then I have brunch so hard because, like I said, every Sunday is mimosa Sunday. You know, and then on the bottom left, I have looking for love because I feel like I want to embrace my divine feminine energy. I want to, yes, be a helpmate. I really want to give all the love that I have for myself, slice a little baby portion of it and hand it to someone else. And then I also want to scale up my business because my business is classified as a warehouse last manufacturer. So I have these novelty items, whether it could be like incense or sage or Florida water, because I use Florida water to wipe my floors down. Um, I have like all natural deodorants. Now I also have like yoga mats, um, bamboo toothbrushes and toothpaste and razors. And, you know, all of these things that I adopted into my lifestyle, I'm pushing it forward and giving it to my community. Not saying you have to be like me, but these items help also save the world. They're eco-friendly, you know, and who you can have a yoga mat for life, you know, so it's like, mm -hmm. I'm really just trying to push this positive energy out in the world. And that's really what's on my vision board. That's really why I got back into shipping and logistics to really learn what's current in the market right now. You know, I need to also be on top of my game if I'm in shipping logistics personally. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like this, this work holds you accountable. I was thinking that today as I'm creating more episodes for this podcast, you know, called the healthy style. And it just, I wake up and I am so committed to being as healthy and as, you know, stylish as I could. That's just because it's my jam. But I mean, health is the foundation of it all. And, you know, without health, we wouldn't have anything, you know, and um, yeah, just doing this work really holds me accountable. That's why I love researching and talking to other experts and sharing the information because it does change um, rapidly. There's new things out all the time. And so I want to be able to stay on top of the best, the, the most wellness things out there and try things on. Again, not all things will fit. I yeah. can return them or, you know, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you with your free, a free as fuck university, right? How does one become free as fuck? <laughs> yeah. So that's basically what the school is. It basically teaches you about self-actualization. So um, what self-actualization is basically saying, once your basic needs are met, then you're now able to excel up to what we call self-actualization because you love yourself. You have food, you have shelter, you have community, you have um, a lifestyle where you're now sustained. You have income coming in, you have a roof over your head, all of your bills are paid, you know, you're not struggling. Now you're extending that love to others because you satisfied your basic need. And now the people around you, your soul family, they all are also loving. These are give and take relationships. It's not just one-sided. 
And so as those things are met and the more love that you're generating within, and then now that's exuded, you're able to reach what we call self-actualization. And the only thing to me that was missing, that's from um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And the only thing to me that was missing in all of that was still self-love because there were no specifics. There was no eat better, meditate, you know, how do you maintain self-actualization? And that's really where the Free As Fuck University comes in because it teaches you how to heal your childhood trauma. There are like different activities you can do in there. It teaches you how to meditate. I have like some nice music in the background with some I am affirmations, you know, things to really feel abundant inside, things that will make you put your ego to the side and really live through love. Um, and what else did I have in there? I had, um, I have like a altar, you know, um, like, do you have a spiritual practice? So I have an altar, I showed exactly what would be on my altar. At that time, when I made this course, it was geared towards my business. So anything that I was involved with, like, I also sell bedroom candy, because I am an erotic poet. So that allowed me to tap into like a sensual side of me. So now I'm teaching other women how to be more sensual you know, whether if it be yes, through erotic products or poetry or whatever the case may be, just embrace your divine feminine energy. Because a lot of us are naturally moving in this world as masculine feminines. And while it is okay, you know, to exude that energy, I can't, I, as while it is okay. Oh, I said, I said, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So like, yeah. So while it is okay to really walk into the world being yourself, you know, I personally feel like a woman is not supposed to go to work and clock in all day and work for someone and sit at a desk all day. You know, you're allowed to be chaotic. You're allowed to have 15 different tasks for the day and also somehow taking care of your family in the same token. It's okay for you to go to a partner and say, dump all of your emotions on me. I can handle it. Let me give you some sound advice. You know what I mean? Like that is activating your feminine energy. You know, a lot of us are constantly taken, taken, taken from masculine, you know, allowing men to, we've all lived that promiscuous lifestyle during some point of our lifetime. And all we wanted was the D, you know what I mean? Like we didn't really want anything else from these people. Right. But that it was just purely a sexual exchange. And while I was writing my book, LOL, Love is of a Libra, I didn't have any sexual exchange during that time while I was in a long-term relationship. You know, and I made it a point to go to hotels for a week and I would constantly go to Philadelphia and spend the weekend there with myself to really tap into my own sexual energy. And all that included was listening to R&B with a robe on after a nice steamy hot shower, you know, taking a few tokes and drinking some hot tea and just embracing that ambiance and energy because it was mm. quiet, it was clear, it was clean. I was on the top floor. I seen all of Philly before me. It was a nice vibe. It was a spa away from home for the weekend. Like you said myself. in your bio, it's like dating yourself, right? That's one of the things we can do. Do you know the driving here? My birthday is next month. And I said, one of the gifts that I want is for like my daughter to be either with her dad or my mom for the day. And I want to take myself to a hotel and do all the things, do a massage, get a, you know, food taken in, you know, in, in, in bed, watch something, go for a walk, like all of these things that that's what I want. That's instead of some physical thing, like that's what I want to do. I did that uh, for yeah. straight. I want to go date myself for my birthday. Yes, And that's what I have <laughs> in the freaking school. So for a year straight, I dated myself three times a month and, you know, mm. and my partner at the time encouraged me. He was like, okay, this is weird. You really don't want, I'm like, maybe I'll have one day with you or my best friends. I said, but two of these days have to be committed to myself because how many times do you make plans with people and they cancel them? 
or last minute they're like oh we can't go you know and I was transitioning into being vegan so I was really trying to get into like plant-based meals so I went to a plant-based cooking class you know I wanted to go to the movies one day so I went to the movies I wanted to go to a spa another day you know I wanted to go eat at this restaurant a vegan restaurant in Philly they only served Cuban food it was delicious you know what mm-hmm. I mean like do I do things food. like that I just love it I love going out to eat by myself like you know not talking and that goes back to like me being that introvert but like you know extroverted introvert and it's just gosh like it's like the peace the silence it's almost like a meditation for me I get clarity and then I want to see people (laughs) hello (laughs) you know so yeah yeah, so that's it's so really needed. what the school offers, you know, it really just gives you like a deep dive and it really just allows you to tap in and to embrace yourself, how to be conscious of your emotions and needs, how to really sit and say, maybe I was a B to this person, you know, maybe I really have to take a step back and stop being so foolish towards this individual. Maybe I have to save myself from this relationship because it is toxic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we have to be able to manage these emotions and think responsibly. We're no longer children. Our parents don't live our lives and make our decisions for us. And I had to really be conscious of that. And as soon as I became conscious of that, everything changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's when you become conscious, that's when you can almost like be an alchemist with things because you realize it doesn't have to be the way it is. There's endless opportunities in every single area of your life. It's beautiful. It really is. So gosh, we can just, you know, talk for another couple of hours and I'm sure I'll have you back on and a little update and, you know, in, in a few months or so, but I wanted to ask you a few rapid fire questions. So no, you don't know what they are yet. Um, that's the, fun of it. They're cool. They're, they're not hard. (laughs) All right. What is your best beauty advice? I love aloe, 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 like the actual plant, actual plant. I have two aloe plants on my refrigerator right now. I use it on my face every single day, morning and night. It's like Mm. my cleanser and I use it in my locks. I have locks. Um, I've been growing them this year is my third year in September and it's such a beautiful hydration for my hair. Like I live. So you just cut the tip and then you, you, you like squeeze it out. Yeah. So you can cut it in half or however may it may be. And I actually just scrape it every day in the morning though. I just put my hands in and I'll just take some of the pulp and like make it like, it's kind of like sticky sometimes. Yes. Yes. I would just put that on my face. And I also use lavender oil on my face as well. Um, with the mm-hmm. aloe and it kind of creates like a mask. And I usually, if I had like any blemishes or pimples or anything like that, usually in the morning they're gone. So I yeah, like- I mean, aloe, if it's good for a sunburn, it's good for like every day, you know, amazing. Yeah. I love that. I got to try that. When do you feel your most beautiful? Every day, all day. Like I really am obsessed with myself right now. Like I really- <laughs> myself like I could look at myself in the mirror all day I could really just look at my little naked body I love being in the nude so I'm like I love that I love yeah just loving yourself when um no not when what is your healthy style like what do you do so (laughs) now I intermittent fast usually until about one or two o'clock I only drink hot water and lemon or some type of like smoothie if I'm going to work or something like physically in the office just to kind of coat my stomach for the day to get by um I'm a big chlorophyll person I love chlorophyll and I usually drink chlorophyll with like a slice of lemon hot water and black seed oil um if I'm eating something that I know that may bother my stomach. So it's used like as a cleanser, like to coat my stomach or what have you. Um, I eat plant-based for the most part. I just started incorporating um, like fish back into my diet because I felt like I was like completely skinny. Like I was smaller than high school and I didn't like that. I like, I like a little meat on my bones. You know, I need something that's mm-hmm. going to get me a little voluptuous. So that's my mm-hmm. love it love it what is your favorite beauty product oh man 
honestly, I just discovered this new deodorant and it's like my favorite. It's still a beauty product to me. I don't wear any makeup. I'm usually um, really clear. Aloe would be my favorite beauty product, but I just discovered yes. this deodorant called Raw Sugar. It is pretty much, I've been using organic or non-aluminum um, deodorant for like- It's so time. important. Oh my goodness. We have like <laughs> one of the biggest lymph nodes in our armpit areas. And that all goes to this area. So like you have to use non-toxic, non-aluminum, all that stuff goes to like your breast area. And I believe that contributes a lot to like, you know, breast cancer and things like that, because those toxins like are literally right there. Uh, So it's super important. They don't dissolve. Like how many times have I thought about wearing like suave or whatever deodorant I used to wear Dove back in the day. It's like, it cakes on your underarm and then when you're cleaning whether if you use a rag or a loofah or your hands there's still some deodorant there like it does yeah it blocks yeah yeah Yeah. it's just like come on so my raw sugar deodorant it costs a lot of money I'm trying to get it on my website but they don't wholesale at the time so but this is like perfect and it smells beautiful and I never feel like I'm sweating or anything like that it's at target for like seven dollars or something Perfect. What is your go-to favorite healthy meal? Stir fries. <laughs> oh, yes. Love a stir fry. I am a really big Asian cuisine. Stir fries and tacos any day. For who cares? Do you make it yourself or you or you like to go out? No, I like I'm getting back into cooking, but I also love to eat out. But when you're eating out, there are like very few vegan friendly items. So it's just easier to just eat at home. And you still don't know what sort of oil they're putting in and all of that. So I, uh, I used to love cooking and then I, you know, just being busy and all of that. And I just enjoyed being going out to eat because, you know, you don't want to be in the kitchen all the time with a toddler but, or a little kid. But now I'm just like, it's, it's so nourishing to make my own food. You know, but you know, I, you go, you can go through phases with that, but I, I do always encourage to cook as much as possible. Um, awesome. What is your favorite workout currently? Uh, I would have to say yoga is always my go-to, but I'm just getting back into like calisthenics all the time. Like I, I have a roof, um, a parking garage across the street where we park our cars and at the rooftop, you can see the sun setting. So I go sit there. I do like all my little calisthenics, my dips. I'll do some like jogging or running up there, do like push-ups nice. and um, plank work. Do you follow a program or you just do your own thing? No, it's been so, I've really been into like wellness for so many years now. I was an ROTC in high school. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. Oh, so it's like, I have these things in my head, you know, all of these workouts and different regimens that I can do. So I do that a lot. And in my um, shower, in my bathroom, not my shower, you would die if you did it. But every morning I do 50 jumping jacks. And every night before I go to sleep, I do 50 jumping jacks. So that really helps. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's something we can do. Yeah. It's a full body. I used workout. to do, I used to do anytime I would go to the bathroom, I would try to do like 20 squats. Yeah. That's yeah, a good one. You know, it's like a nice little reminder. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <that's> <laughs> or you can do, listen, if you don't have time to exercise, do one minute planks throughout the day. There's always yep. something that you can be doing. Okay. All right. I have one more. What is a, uh, what is a book or podcast that has made the biggest impact in your life? Oh, wow. I've been on a lot of podcasts too. This is funny. This book, it's naturally new. It's called the spirit of intimacy. And it is a book about um, African teachings and the way of relationships. So it really teaches you how some of like the original people blended families in ancient times, how they actually like um, lived in their homes, like who, what role do aunts and uncles and cousins and fathers, children, mothers play in the household and how Mm -hmm. it was like, not what it is today in America. You know what I mean? The term, it takes a village to raise a child 
is very, very prevalent in this book. And I really am been, I really have been trying to like open my heart chakra more. So I've been really trying to understand more intimate relationships and loving relationships and just being surrounded by this energy because I've been hurt before in love and love and romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that book has really changed my life um, a lot. I can say that. And also just my own book, my erotic poetry book, just the journey of writing it really touched my soul. Like I said, I wasn't involved with anyone sexually. And now reading the book, I challenge everyone, like how many poems can you read without sexual pleasure? Because it's all mental. Mm -hmm. It is. It's stuff that we've, you know, sort of been on a cycle with, right? You, you have to like break the cycle and, and sort of go a little bit deeper, do new things. I love that. I love all of that. I love, you know, your versatility. You seem like you're in such a grounded place and, you know, it's taking you some time, just like it's taken me some time. And how rewarding is it? You know, when you do the work, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So tell our listeners where everybody can find you and any other info that you would love to share with us. Yeah, I usually hide out on Instagram. Um, if <laughs> I'm usually that's my primary social network right now. So my my again my again my name is at Queen Goddess Hope, and you can find me everywhere pretty much by that name. If you're on Facebook, you can type in Queen Goddess Hope one word, and Nadia Atkinson Maldonado will populate. Please check out my website, B-E-Y-O-U times T-I-M-E-S, the number two.com. So B-U times two.com. Or you can join Free as Fuck University if you're interested in healing yourself. Um, and that's F-R-E-E-A-S-F university.com. And for the university, is it a group coaching? How do you, how do you f- facilitate that? It's self-paced. It's self-paced for the simple fact that it's no joke. You know, you, I was encouraged to do um, one, one time where it was like seven days and it took me four months and it was with a group of people. And I was like, there's no way that I can handle these emotions like this every single day, you know? So it's self-paced for that very reason. You know, you can go in and heal yourself according to your own plan, but I really encourage people to do it, you know, do the work. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Nadia, thank you for your time and hanging with us here and hope, you know, you could come back sometime in the future. I love you. And thank you everybody for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Style Podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you like the show, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It's actually the best way to support the show. If you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to Healthy Style Podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting about each episode there or my personal page at Health with Michaela. I'm also offering 30-minute consultations where we can chat about your health and wellness goals and how to achieve them. You can schedule yours by visiting the website healthwithmichaela.com.